everybody. Welcome to After, as in After Solid Ground, where a few of us, brothers and sisters, get together to have some fellowship and discuss what we liked and thought about Solid Ground. Uh, we just heard an awesome message from Paul on the New Jerusalem and its walls and gates. So we're really looking forward to uh, talking more about it. We've got Caitlin here again. Hi. And we actually have Sunny here with us, our special guest today. Hey, guys. Connor, um, Connor has abandoned us for yes. a, uh, I guess he's getting married or something like that. So literally in like an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be attending via Zoom. I'm sure y'all will be too. So, but we're, we're delighted to have Sunny with us here to, to sub in. So, um, thanks guys. <laughs> yeah, guys. Okay. Um, I guess initial thoughts, walls and gates. I mean, I honestly, this whole message was new to me. Like, I hadn't really considered the fact that we're walls and gates much. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. not common, a common topic in Christianity. So mm-hmm. yeah, what are y'all's initial thoughts kind of on the wall gate dichotomy and what all it means? I was just blown away. I love the topic of walls and gates. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because it is such a dichotomy, right? It's two mm-hmm. things that seem like they don't relate to it, to one another. Like they have opposite goals, right? It seems mm-hmm. like, seemingly. Uh, the wall is for, for separation, for protection, and the mm-hmm. gates are for entrance, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, anyway, I'm always really impressed by this topic because I think it's something that the modern Christian has to deal with. We all mm-hmm. have to confront this tightrope, right, where mm-hmm. we, we have to be a wall, um, which today in our culture, I think the idea of being a wall is, is not one that we embrace because... I think the typical American Western idea is just like, sure. Yeah. We accept everything, everyone. (laughs) Like I can, I can accept you without agreeing with you. And there's no, there's no conflict involved. Um, That's sort of the, the idea that, that I think, especially like modern Gen Z millennial people, that's, that's just the (laughs) way we live. Right. Where they're like, sure. You can like do what you do and I do what I do and it's totally fine. Um, And we can, we can be together and it's cool. Um, so yeah. I think that one's hard for us. But also the idea of gates, right? Because a gate has to has to be an entrance. And I'm always reminded that the Lord Jesus was the most approachable man on the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Children that he didn't know crawled up in his lap. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, he was just approachable to all sorts of people. And yeah. still he was without sin, right? He was still very much a wall protecting the interests of God. And so anyway, it's just, it's always a topic I get excited about because I think that it's, it's something we all have to face is how do we be both a wall and a gate? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I thought it was, I thought the walls and gates, you know, I think I thought of it as like a concept or like a thing you see in, in revelation Mm -hmm. and even in Genesis, but it's really awesome that it's not like, just this far away thing or like even a place that we'd be bringing people into Mm -hmm. as gates but we're bringing them into the triune god yeah and this is just you know this is who we're becoming it's not a place we go to and Uh you know as walls and gates and which those two are yes very very different but um the walls separate and protect you know this person this uh, new Jerusalem and then the gates, we need to have a burden for those around us that we would be gates to them. 
we'd bring mm-hmm. him in. So I was just really encouraged that none of this is physical, but it's just mm-hmm. all spiritual because God yeah. is God and God has this like awesome vision of what he mm-hmm. wants. Yeah, that's a that's actually a huge point. I, I'd almost forgotten about that point about we're brought into like the trying God. Yeah. So, I, and that's like, they want to forget. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, 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 Paul just kind of slipped that in there, but it's like, wow, that's because you're right. And most people interpret this as, as like a physical thing. They're kind of blinded by the physical things. But um, we talked about last week, you know, the new Jerusalem is spiritual because of mm. those various reasons Merrill gave. Yeah. And I was actually reminded of, he brought up the verse in John 17 that, that they may be in us, right? Um, But that whole, um, from chapter 14 to 17, Mm -hmm. he's actually giving one message. And it's all about this, like entering into God and Mm -hmm. God entering into us. Um, And that's actually where you hear about like the father's house and, and, you know, kind of where we, a lot of people think about heaven. But Mm -hmm. the goal there, he says, no one comes to the father except through me. Yeah. Like it's talking about getting into the father himself, not just into some physical mansion that, you Mm -hmm. know, you'll go to in the future. So yeah, it's huge. Like we're getting into God himself. That's what the new (laughs) Jerusalem typifies. And so like now we, as people who should be dwelling in God should now look like God. Right. He, Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the walls are, are Jasper. Is that what it was? Jasper. Jasper, yeah. Jasper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Revelation 2 or 4, 2, um, it says God looks like Jasper. Yeah. The, the one on the throne looks like Jasper. Oh, so that was cool. this wall, it matches God who who is in the city, who is the city, you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What, what'd y'all, what were y'all's thoughts on that? Like the, the wall being kind of the expression of God and like how exactly is it a wall? Like how exactly do we become a wall? I guess. Yeah. I, okay. So yeah, the wall gets me super excited, right? Because, <laughs> because, it, you know, again, I'm just all about talking about our values, Western values. And uh-huh. I, yeah. um, I think it's important to realize if the wall matches God, right. Then, mm-hmm. then the wall, when we, when we understand the wall is protecting the interests of God, it becomes so important that we be proper walls. Right. That we have. And I sort of think of it on three levels. It's like we have walls in us. We need to guard what gets into our heart. Right. Right. God lives there. God lives in your heart. He dwells there. That's his abode. So we can't just let garbage in there. And like in the church, we have to have a wall. We can't let garbage into the church because that's where God dwells, you know, with man. And I think um, and then, of course, the New Jerusalem, like the New Jerusalem has a perimeter. I was so impressed mm-hmm. by that statement when Paul mm-hmm. said it. It has a perimeter. That means mm-hmm. there are things outside of it and things inside of it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, that's right. And, okay, just to just to pitch you like a common reference point we can all sort of see is the story of the Trojan horse, right? <laughs> so the city of Troy is under sea, or sea yeah. right? And uh, they let in this, they, they let this, this beautiful horse through the, through the gates, into the city and why did they do that because it was intriguing it was beautiful they thought it was cool and Mm -hmm. they thought the people could appreciate it what happens is it's actually full of of danger right it's full of enemies it's full of of things that will come and pillage the city burn it down destroy everything inside you know um and i think a lot of there are trojan horses that we let into the church and i think Modern day Western Christianity, the big one is culture, 
right? Yeah. We let culture into the church under the guise that, oh, it's beautiful. It's great. People will come to admire it. it mm-hmm. You know, people like it. It's good to look at, but mm-hmm. it's, it's actually full of danger, right? Yeah. Because the danger yeah. is that it's not Jasper, right? Wow. It's not matching God. It doesn't match God. So it doesn't belong in the city. And yeah. that happens, that happens in our hearts. And really a lot of times in, in churches, Mm-hmm. In like actual, yeah. you know, church groups, we bring in aspects of culture that then don't match God, right? Yeah. Wow. And actually, and so anyway, we have to avoid this, not just for the danger aspect, but because primarily it doesn't match God. Therefore, it should yeah. not be allowed into the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like that, you know, it either matches God or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just in a, in like the American individualist society, mm-hmm. it's like all about to each their own or like include this right. and like cultural competence, which like, I think it's important to like know how to speak with people like mm-hmm. of all backgrounds. But once we start like accepting everything, we're almost left with nothing to stand for mm-hmm. um, like on our own. And it's just, I just love this point. Um, Brother Paul mentioned that separation is one of the most important principles in a Christian's living. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this is to separate everything that's like of God and everything of the world. Because ultimately, the, the God of this age has like grasped the, the minds of this world, you know, mm-hmm. wow. the common people. Um, he's blinded their minds. So wow. we really just need to have the sense of urgency, like... Um, like even what we're learning in school, I mean, at least as a student, I um, I feel like all my classes are like, be a good person, which like, I'm really grateful for like <laughs> that kind of class, you know, like be a good sure. person, be culturally competent. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at some point, I'm just like, where does like, where does God's expression come in? Or like, well, what about like, <laughs> what about like the ultimate goal that God has in store? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I'm really touched by this. I was I was reading in Jeremiah recently, and I was really struck by this verse um, where the Lord is telling Israel, has a nation ever exchanged its gods, even though they are no gods, but mm. my people have exchanged their glory, mm. right? They've, mm. they've, they've forsaken me. It's like the Lord is saying, like, literally all the nations around you who don't even have real gods, these are fake idols. Yeah. They're more faithful to them than you are to me, who is the living well, God. White. And I think that that really characterizes us today. I'm talking to myself mainly, but I mean, I'm sure it's for many, all of us. It's like, we see other people and their values and what they care about. And we're like, Ooh, I need to, Ooh, I need to fit in. I need to, I need to compromise. I need to be more like them. So they'll accept me so that you know, maybe then I can eventually preach the gospel to them as my like kind of poor excuse, you know, but it's like, really what I'm doing is I'm saying, I don't care about my God. I don't have, I'm not going to maintain a testimony Yeah. and I'm going to compromise. And the people I'm trying to reach, they're actually quite proud of their quote unquote God. Mm. They're quote proud of what they, you know, be it that cultural or, or, or um, Western individualism, or, or maybe it's their, um, you know, their sexuality or their gender. It's like, all these things, they're so proud of it, yeah. mm-hmm. but me, I'm going to compromise my God, who's actually the living God mm-hmm. to fit in. Um, so anyways, I'm just, I'm, I'm convicted. It's like, I want to be like Paul. Um, I'm saying Paul, who spoke, he's like, he puts up the poster on the, 
on the plant, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, God causes the growth. Like I want to be proud of my Lord Jesus and be a testimony to the world. Mm -hmm. And and yes, that's going to cause me to lose friends. Like, yeah, that's what, that's what our portion is as Christians is we don't belong in this world. Yeah. Right. We're foreigners, we're sojourners, but we're the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. We're the ones who actually having an impact on the earth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might not fit in with the crowds. You're against the crowd. It's like, you're not going to be accepted among Mm -hmm. the majority, but the ones that you do uh, um, impact, you know, it will have real impact. Like we, I've had this happen to me many times where I I like, even I'm I'm thinking of social media, like, Mm, do I post this? Do I share this? No, I might lose friends. It might, you know, rub people the wrong way, but it's like, Mm -hmm. if, am I really that ashamed that I'm not willing to post like about my God Mm. And, and, and what's happened actually, I have lost friends, but when I do it, like there, those people at least know where I stand. And if they have, if they ever have a turn or they're, they're, you know, they're at a desperate point, I'm the person they'll contact. Actually, (laughs) It's like, they, they know Reese is a Christian and he's going like, I can go to like, I don't know exactly what I'm saying here, but it's like, I want to be a a testimony. I want to be this wall that matches God, not be one who compromises and lowers the standard lowers the wall, you know, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know, I guess like with the gate side of it, like how does that fit in? Cause mm. it's like, I want to be a separation, but I want to be a gate too. Like, so what is, what's the balance there? What is the yeah. gate? Uh, what'd y'all think about that? Sun sun bun bun. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Going back to what Reese was saying, I think it's, it's a thought that a lot of Christians have, I think to, to just think, I want to be good for the church, mm-hmm. but like, I, I just really don't want my life to be in this gray area where, mm-hmm. you know, I know totally. I'm saved. I'm not going to the lake of fire, but I don't want to be not good for the church or like kind of good for the church, you know? Like, yeah. And it's not really like a decision you can make. Um, it's like how we live our lives like day by day and like who we're thinking about. And like, even as Gates, I think, you know, we sometimes, you know, when we're like trying to um, like shepherd someone, I think we can get into like our own will about, about mm. like, oh, I'm going to take care yeah. of this person because like I want to. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it's really just like a matter of, hey, I want you to enjoy like what I'm enjoying. And mm. I want you to come in and like see for yourself like what right. this is, like who this person is. Yeah. And just like saying like, Lord, I want to cooperate with you this hour. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. yeah, I just love those um, salt verses. Um, those are those hit really hard. I think. Yeah, right. Um, we can't lose our saltiness. Um, yeah, yeah. Big oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, Caitlin. I uh, yeah. Sorry, I. Man, the big uh, phrase that I really was impressed with at the end of the message, Paul said the words gate person, you know, Uh like gate hyphenated person. Like we, um, we have to be gate people. Uh I I don't know. That was so impressive to me because what does that actually mean? What does it mean to be a gate person? So I think Mm -hmm. we all, we all generally know we should share the gospel with people, but I think we're all Mm -hmm. also just waiting for like someone to run up to us in the street, some stranger and be like, please tell me the gospel. Like, I need to totally. know. We're just waiting for someone to like give us yeah. permission, like give us a card and be like, "Yes, you may now tell me about Jesus." Like, yeah. And I think yeah, it's really important to realize that 
to be a gate person includes many things. And I think Mm -hmm. the first part is we have to be seeking the Lord, right? So we earlier, we talked about walking this tightrope between walls and gates. And the real answer is we actually can't walk that tightrope. We are not capable. We are always going to fail. The only one who can is the one who did. And that's Christ. Right. And so actually we don't have to tell ourselves every morning we wake up, like I'm going to be a wall. I'm going to be a gate. Like, Actually, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's not a terrible prayer, but we actually, we just pray for Christ. And the more Christ yeah. we yeah. get, the more we will be proper walls and proper gates. But yeah. the imagery that really hit me about the gate was twofold. Part one is that we need to have, we need to be broken. We have yeah. to be broken. Our strengths have to be broken. Our, wow. our natural talent has to be broken um, mm-hmm. so that, we can actually be a gate because an unbroken wall is an unenterable wall. Right. Mm. Um, so in order to be the gate, we have to be broken. And then two, the big, Oh, the, the sort of image he gave where the, the gate around this 1400 mile cube city is probably not a piece of plywood. That's, you know, two inches thick. (laughs) It's probably fairly thick. I think of like the medieval, like, you know, huge stone gates that you have to like walk through and it's like got a little, um, I don't know what you would call it, like a roof on it. Anyway, that's what I'm thinking of when I picture it. And like, I love the idea that to shepherd someone, to be a gate person, which is to shepherd someone, you have to walk them through this gate, right? So you take them by the hand and you walk them at their pace through the gate until they're safely inside the city, right? You can't like meet someone and like throw them through the gate and like hope that they stick. Like, no, they're going to get up and run back out. Like that was so weird. Yeah. And you can't just try to run them in at your pace, but it's like walking with a child, right? You just walk them in and, um, and then they're wow. until they're safely inside. And so I also, yeah, yeah go ahead, Reese, go ahead. Well, now I was, you reminded me of that verse. There's a verse in Galatians four nineteen where Paul says, uh, he's talking about the Galatians, they're his children with whom I travail again in birth until Christ is formed. In mm, yeah. And, and like Paul's heart was this, he's a, he's a person who is laboring. <laughs> like he uses childbearing as the analogy, yeah. like how painful, like I'll never know, but y'all will <laughs> probably one day, like, like, you know, like that, we know it's painful, sure, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it is a labor and it requires you to be a broken person, someone who would be spent, spend and be utterly spent on behalf of these souls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was really struck by that, too. It's like it's not about our methodology. Mm. And and that's oh. huge. Like how many times do we think, oh, well, they could be doing this better in the Christian group or they could be doing this better at the church to win over the people, to win over the world. It's like it's not about lowering the height of the wall to get yeah. people in. That yeah. is not the way. That wall is high and it should remain high. Yeah. The way yeah. to bring people in is to be a gate person, like you're saying, where you yourself are willing to be to spend, to be utterly spent on behalf of people's souls. To say, I I am willing to labor and to and to be spent on your behalf and to take the time to be broken by the Lord, broken in my ambitions and in what I want to do mm-hmm. in life, so that you can get into this city. And remember, yeah. it's not. This isn't heaven city. This isn't, I'm going to give you the free ticket. This is entering into God fully and being built into the city. Yeah. That's 
that requires transformation. That requires mm-hmm. the full scope of, of being receiving the Lord to being having Christ formed in mm-hmm. you as Galatians 4 mentions. Um, wow. So, yeah, I was really touched by that. I mean, you know, there's a uh, the summer internship coming up yeah. right, um, with CSOC. A uh, little plug here. <laughs> like when you are giving up an entire summer to labor with Christian students on campus, that is a a taking the time to, in a sense, be broken and become a gate mm-hmm. more. You're learning how to become a gate and you're going to experience some breaking in that yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. But in that sense, you're fulfilling like your commission as a Christian to be salt to the earth and to be a gate to bring others in, to bring others to Christ and to, to shepherd people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I was just really struck. It's like, wow, I, I have so many ideas how much, how we can do better, things better and a method, methodological sure. way. And you know what? I need to be broken. Yeah. Because yeah. the problem is not our methods. The problem is me and, and my person. Yeah. Um, Get broken. Yeah. 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 I, need to be yeah broken. Can I just real quick? I, I know we're probably bumping up on our time, but like uh, when I hear this, I also, my big, I guess my question I ask myself is, and I would ask all of us is how many people walked you through those gates and how long did it take them? Oh, wow. You know, how many people yeah. spent years and energy and tears and time walking you through the mm-hmm. gates, you know, that yeah. we've, that to the point that we've reached. And I think that especially going into something like the summer internship, we have to have that mentality of we've been poured into for so long and now we yeah. can flow out, right? We can pour into wow. others. Um, That's right. And also yeah. real quick, I wanted to just, ask y'all i realized i realized this is the last message right this is the last message on the story of god this is our Whoa. next week yeah. is the celebration meeting so that means mm-hmm. this is it and like how do we feel like it wrapped up especially with the walls and gates sunny you're our little intern mm. what do you what do you think <laughs> it was so good it was just like this epic wrap-up this whole semester mm-hmm. on our our um like we're looking into the story of God in Genesis and Revelation and pretty much all of the Bible, but it was just, mm-hmm. I thought it was just so good. And this is just a good transition to the summer internship because we need to be gates. We need to be walls and gates to these new freshmen. And especially mm-hmm. since we're going virtual, I think it might potentially make them more open. Mm. You know, we're all kind of cooped up at home and I'm not, super sure what we're doing in the fall but I think this is going to be a really good opportunity to like be like you know we're all stuck at home so we like start to realize what are we actually doing like with our lives you know like like I think (laughs) especially with those for those um you know who aren't who don't have Christ in them Mm. I think it could like lead them to like question their existence their human existence and it, like For when sure. it hit me like a couple weeks ago that everyone's at home thinking about this, it really kind of made me sad, you know, just like thinking, wow, there's so many people to be gained and like so many people who could like know this reality mm. through me and through all wow. of the interns. Um, and so th- I think this is kind of like the stance we should have going into the internship, even if what it's, if it might be online. Yeah. Um, hmm. Just like our burden needs to be from the Lord and our burden needs to be like cooperated with. Mm. So, mm. yeah. 
Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's really good. There's a, I thought it was a great wrap up. This is God's story. It's marvelous. We've gotten a huge view of it and now we have a chance to enter into it. Amen. So I, yeah. Amen. This is, this is good. Um, maybe we should stop here. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I have a lot of actually food after this fellowship that I can consider more and chew on more. So yes. thank y'all. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. thanks, Sunny, for being with us. All right. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, thanks, Sunny. <laughs> See you later. All right. Bye. See y'all.